I love that, you know, having my listeners listen to people's journeys so that they all know that we all start somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Janessa McKenzie, the brand new and I help entrepreneurs gain the mindset, messaging, and visibility to unapologetically show up and build their brands. So how do you build your brand from the inside out? This is the Elevate Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Elevate Podcast. This is Janessa and I am here today with Stephanie Ortiz and she is going to talk to us today about relationships. Um, she's actually a love and sex coach, which is exciting. <laughs> I'm like excited to dig into this. <laughs> And she helps single women break vicious cycles so they can attract the love and sex they desire. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about Stephanie's journey. And we're also going to talk about how all relationships, whether it's, you know, an intimate relationship or a business relationship, all really, you know, need the same things to nurture. So welcome, Stephanie. How are you? Hi, Janessa. I, I am well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm excited to, to dig in, like I just said. So tell us a little bit more about you. Like who, who exactly do you serve? How do you serve them? And why? Um, well, basically, uh, who I serve is uh, single women, right? And what I help them do is I help them break vicious cycle of attracting uh, Mr. Wrong, I like to call it, just uh, <laughs> constantly attracting the wrong partner. And I help them break the cycles that makes them be attracted to this kind of people so that they can actually have a satisfying and both emotional and physical sex life. Yeah, that's that's important to have both of those things. I think a lot of us, I, me included, you know, and not now, but before a lot of the relationship was, it was a lot of one or a lot of the other. Yeah, like that's it's it's very common that certain things um start getting overlooked, you know, and we lose the balance and we just don't know why and then you do the same thing again and you lose the balance and you don't know why. So just being able to break free from that and from there pick out what would be a good partner specifically for you. Well, mm-hmm. that's what I love to do. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Like, how did you get to be a, a love and sex coach? So I'm uh, sure that doesn't really fall into, you know, um, like people's laps, I think. I mean, I mean, it could, but I'm sure like, you know, you're not like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Um, I think I'll be a love and sex coach, you know, <laughs> that just doesn't, it's probably not as common or maybe it is more common than I think it is. I don't know. You tell me. Well, um, my journey basically started um, when I became a stripper and a dancer back in college. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that's something I always wanted to do. I needed the money. I had to pay double the rent because my housemate just left. I was offered transportation to and from the job um, by the the boss. So I'm like, you know, the only thing I got to do is just be present Mm -hmm. and do what I love to do best, which is dancing. And little bit, I know that in that journey, I started learning more things about um, relationships and intimacy and why people go to these 
places specifically, all the different things that they look for and how that just breaks through stereotypes that you listen to about the audience that um, goes to these kinds of places, which was um, really, really, really interesting. And as I was in that experience, right, I was also healing from a very terrible relationship where I felt into the same cycle that I saw when I was growing up. You know, I saw a bad relationship between my mom and my dad. It was everything but constructive. Mm. It was destructive in more ways than one. And I ended up repeating that same pattern that I watched. And then when that ended, I'm like, I can't put myself in this kind of situation ever again. Yeah. So while I was um, being a dancer, I was also self-healing and really acknowledging exactly what I had to change within myself because mm. I need to focus on what I can control yes. so that I'm able to know exactly what I want and who exactly I want so that yeah. once I'm able to recognize it, then I can be able to attracted into my life and keep it so that's pretty much that was my journey and through that i had girls coming uh, coming my way and asking me friends of mine girls at the club you know how are you so confident with your body how you know how do you are, how are you able to do this teach me i'd love to show you know my boyfriend my husband uh, these kind of moves i, I want to be confident enough to do these kinds of things so like different elements of what you know intimacy really entails and sex and love all of these elements started coming together and while I was in that job I also helped out girls around and then when I was studying coaching like at the back of my head right I got that hey stop do mm -hmm. this but I didn't really listen for a while right mm -hmm. and then when I finally did it it felt like my my zone of bliss Oh, awesome. That's amazing. I love that feeling when you're like, yes, this is what I was meant to be doing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's interesting, too. So when you were talking about, you know, the why people go to like a strip club, it, I would, to, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons. And I'm, you know, not a man. I'm not saying that women don't go there, too. I'm sure they do. But do you was did you find that it was like to fill some kind of a gap like a hole for them it is always to to feel something that they are missing yes hmm. and it can be many different things you know this this kind of even dips into a little bit on the topic of why people cheat because there is either um some the intimacy that there is between all partners involved right because we have all sorts of relationships the yeah. intimacy is humans you know it's normal so i'm not going to say just heterosexual relationships all sorts of relationships right <laughs> if the intimacy created between partners is not strong enough whichever person's involved in that arrangement will seek what they're missing somewhere else that also taps into, you know, not having the communication to come up and say, hey, I'm really missing this. This is really important to me. You know, it, it's what brings me satisfaction. If, if none of those conversations, you know, are being put in place, then they start 
valuing that intimacy so much less that they'll be like, okay, um, let me go outside and see what I can find. But not only that, you also get people who just want to talk to pretty girls that look, that look nice in their underwear. Yeah, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> like, like seriously, I, I remember having this guy, he came a, a couple times to the club and he paid me of just to speak one-on-one -on -one with me. He just wanted to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny that you say that because, you know, because the conversations between the two people that actually, you know, love each other, like in that relationship that one of them is stepping outside to find that something that they're missing, that it's, do you, have you found that they feel like it's easier to go outside to find it than it is to actually have the conversation with their partner? People by nature are non-confrontational. Yeah. So you're going to have to go against your nature, which will mean that you will actively value more that possible result that may come out of the conversation than, than uh, you know, saying as is, right? Mm. It needs to be, it's, I would really make a parallel here to like uh, when women decide to have children. When yeah. you push a baby out, it's an extremely excruciating process yeah. but you want the child more right than the yeah. than the process itself yeah so you'll go through the excruciating pain to have the end result but yeah the, but the problem with you know any relationships whether it's an intimate relationship or not there's always that fear of either you know, a, a lot of things i would assume I mean, I know a lot of things because I don't like to have hard conversations either, right? Like who does, <laughs> right? <laughs> but if you're, you know, missing something in any type of relationship, having that hard conversation and one feeling like you're going to be heard in the conversation, two, feeling like um, it's going to make a difference, like that that person is actually you know, going to make the changes or try to, you know, meet you where you are or what you meet that need that those are fear, like not having the conversation is more of a fear than it is anything else. Yeah, the fear is greater than what they may gain out of actually having that conversation. And that's, and that there's also, you know, um, that natural impulse effect, because in order for you not to do that, you need to, you know, have a certain level of discipline, which that comes back to you, the basic psychological experiment um, that a couple scientists did with kids and marshmallows. So have one marshmallow now, but if you wait, if you wait some time, we'll give you two marshmallows instead of one. Mm. So oh, in order I, to make sure that, yeah, in order to make sure that not only something is missing, but because it can be there, but they also need to be able to delay gratification because love is sacrifice. Yeah. So if you're not willing to delay gratification, then the intimacy is not strong enough and just get out before hurting someone else.
Mm. So what do you find is like the biggest thing? Like when people come to look for you or, or they're looking for a coach like you, what is, is the biggest driver for them to say, Oh my God, I need a love, sex and intimacy coach. I mean, obviously that they're missing something, but what are their, um, you know, like their blocks, I guess, for lack of a better word, because I can't think of one right now. <laughs> yeah. So basically it, it, it has to do with, um, I've had enough, but I, you keep falling into this, you know, it's like the, you're in that cycle of, okay, I'm going to try again, boom, and then you are not able to make the change. You're not sure what the change is, or you're looking outside and the outside is not motivating your inside. When in order to make these changes, the motivation has to come from the inside and they kind of want to be able to get there. So they reach out to me and that's how usually our conversations start off as. Yeah. And the, you know, the, the biggest thing is that they have to recognize, first of all, that they're in a cycle. Yes. Yes. You have to recognize that you're in a cycle and you also like, you have to be able to not have a problem with looking at yourself in the eyes and saying, damn, I was the problem in this situation. I was the problem in this other situation. I was, you know, if you're the problem, you're the solution. And if I tell you that and we have a conversation and you realize that and you decide, okay, let's work together. I, you need to be sure that you're okay with, if you're the problem, you're, you're also the solution or else we, we can't work together because Things change when we recognize our faults and change ourselves first. Yeah. Yes. Amen to that. I mean, I could absolutely, you know, turn everything that you're saying, like right into, you know, being an entrepreneur, right? Because mm -hmm. all of the same things apply. Mm -hmm. All of the same things apply. And I'm sure that, you know, you as an entrepreneur have come up to all of these things as well in your journey. Yes, it, yeah. it, really, it, it like it happens in so many different ways because when you, when you're an entrepreneur, you you know you're looking to establish long term business relationships with a potential clients, potential partners, um, with your own team, the people that are you know helping you achieve your goals and all of these things, and you must be able to understand what exactly do you need. You know, where are you, where, what are your strengths and what are your actual weaknesses? Sometimes we have some weaknesses that we, that we want to pass them on as strength, but deep down we need to have that conversation with self and be like, no, no, this is as much as I can do really well. So let me bring into my entrepreneurial journey, people that can supplement these strengths, you know, play in favor of your strength and that, and that goes both in business and relationships yeah. and make of the people know, like, these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses. And just let me know, you know, make sure that communication bridges as open as possible. Yeah. And being honest with yourself is, like you said, I mean, you have to be honest with yourself when you say, okay, I, I am not, you know, this is not my zone of genius. This is my zone of genius. So what, you know, what can I either give to somebody else to do, hire somebody to help me get to the next level, you know, or 
do I hire a team? Like, you know, all of the things that you just said, but it really does. It all starts with you. Like you have to be open enough to the fact that you do have weaknesses. There's all of us have weaknesses, right? No matter what type of relationship (laughs) we have, we all have a weakness and which is why relationships work better when, when you find that other piece, you know, that other person that can help you fill, fill that need. Yeah, precisely. And the same you can see um, <laughs> on, on business relationships. I think that complementary relationships are, are, are the best, you know, they'll be, they'll compliment you. They'll be your your cheerleader, but they'll call you out on your BS when they have to. Exactly. That's, it, the kind, it, that's the kind of partner you want as well, romantically and in business. So you can yeah. grow in every yes. direction. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, I mean, I can't imagine being with somebody intimately or in business that is just like, Oh yeah, I'll just do whatever you want. Like how boring would that be? Yeah. And how can you trust? Yeah. They're always saying, yes. How can you trust that their input is genuine? truth yes yeah absolutely that's a great perspective because i i would like that didn't cross my mind while you were talking but yeah that's totally true that's totally true yeah i mean if somebody isn't going to challenge you a little bit or you know i mean you don't there's a line right (laughs) for challenge but you need somebody that's gonna challenge you and make you better you know like with with the best intentions, not with harmful intentions. Exactly. Yes. Someone that challenge you and that just pushes you out of your comfort zone because as an entrepreneur, your comfort zone has to become your not comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. Your comfort (laughs) zone has to be uncomfortable. All the time. All the time. (laughs) Yeah. Because when you start to get comfortable, that's when you're, you know, you're not growing. You're not growing anymore once you're comfortable. So, and I'm always, my audience knows they've heard this a million times, like get out of your comfort zone. If it's uncomfortable and it scares you, that's what you need to do next. Yes, exactly. And you can practice that. You can develop that as a muscle every day. Just find one thing that makes you slightly uncomfortable and you do that every single day. Just find one little tiny thing. And 1% every day stacks up to 365% at the end of the year. You know, you're winning. (laughs) Yeah, you're winning in that 1%, even a half a percent, like (laughs) even a half a percent every day. Like you're still winning, right? The only time you're not winning is if you're not taking a step. Exactly. And you never really fail if you don't quit. So might as well just keep on. Truth. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So... I'm sure that the women tuning into this episode are like, oh my God, tell me more about good sex. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So basically for us women in general or people who identify as women, we are experienced in the bedroom really gets amplified when that intimacy factor is well-rooted. And what I mean when that intimacy factor is well-rooted is that, the trust built is 
you know, solid. You have a, a solid foundation. This this mindset component to the bedroom can literally make or break your bedroom experience. So that's another reason why I always encourage people, if you have some beef, something that's just bothering you, bring it up to your partner as soon as possible. It's not only going to help you with whatever overall issues you have in your relationship, but it's going to help you in the bedroom. Because your mindset is going to be in the right place. You're not going to be like, damn, you know, I'm feeling uncomfortable. This happened. Oh, my God. And and then your body is not going to react properly. And you can't even get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it won't be enjoyable at all. Like, yeah. Who wants a vagina tear? I I don't think anyone (laughs) wants that. (laughs) No, I don't. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's totally true. Uh, yeah, and I think the more connected people are, obviously, the better the sex is because, you know, it it gets passionate because you know what each other likes, you know, you know, and then when you throw something in there that really is kind of a little unexpected, it's like, oh, it's like a whole nother, whole nother ball game. Yeah, and as long as there's like, there's nothing wrong with always making sure the consent is there. Well, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because sometimes people pe- people may assume that just because they're in a relationship, the consent is always there. It's like, no, oh, if, you, yeah, if, yeah. if you see some sort of, you know, if your body tells you something strange, it's just not really fitting in be okay with stepping back and asking, like, are you feeling okay? What's going on? Uh, is, you know, just communicate really that out. And you may end up having a super sexy time, really amazing with that. Just one simple conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good point. Cause I think sometimes, especially with people that have been in relationships for a while that, you know, they know each other so well and they, you know, can be, you know, do the same things in the bedroom. It's kind of like a, I don't want to say it's just, they, they just do the same things. Right. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. I don't want to put a name on it, but they, <laughs> but what give us, you know, what are some tips to be like, you know, okay, let's spice it up a little, but you don't want the other person to be like, what the heck is going on right now? I mean, yes, of course, talk, but, you know, I don't know. Give us a little something spicy. Yeah, just, you can always start off with, like, little tidbits of letting, of, of like, you know, it's like, let's relate it to, to like, the sexual experience, right? You, you want to warm it up a bit, take your time, and then do your stuff, right? So when it comes to these sensitive, these sensitive um, desires that we have, right, that that are so intricate with our human sexual vulnerability, you want to, you know, you really don't want that kind of um, blunt uh, rejection from someone that you really, really love in that in that aspect. So what you can do is you know, start, uh, share, a, share an article that mentions some, that mentions some of the things you're interested in and ask mm-hmm. your partner for their input or send them a sexy GIF and, and, and just say, oh, look at that and see, see what they have to say. And just mm-hmm. slowly, 
introduce that which you're interested in and then you can have a conversation about it and it won't be blunt and the way that they can you know talk about that is in a much more relaxed way because the topic has been laying around you know yeah because it's been introduced but it's been introduced slowly so it's not like this oh hey i want to do this and they're like you want to what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah some people are okay with that kind of conversation don't get me wrong yeah But most people like to be eased up into these ideas because trying other things new in the bedroom puts you in 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 a position where you might feel rejected or you might be like i don't know how to perform this to a wave of your liking i don't want to get rejected so i'd rather not even give it a try you see just communicate and always show love and empathy because at the end of the day if our feelings of love safety and belonging are kept intact mm. and you share that open communication during bedroom time yeah then you'll be able to explore a whole bunch of stuff you weren't able to explore and it's going to be so much fun because the way that it has been communicated it has been you know and it can ease up your partner to just see at least different things that you guys can try together yeah and it's not like you know you're bringing it up in this really fast way so that they feel like because i'm i would think that if you bring something up like oh let's try this or oh i saw this let's do that somebody that might be a little bit more insecure could think well what's wrong with the way we're doing it now like what am i doing wrong am i doing something wrong like you know they're going to question themselves you know on on top of the you know like what you just said like i'm not sure you know how to perform this way or how to do what you're asking me to do so you know you obviously you don't ever want your significant other to feel like they've either done something wrong or not done something or that it's them like because it's probably not i mean if you're asking to explore different things it's probably more because you're like oh like this might be interesting like this would be fun to do together so you know making sure that they feel like you just said safety security and all of those things is important i mean really what this all comes down to is like really fucking good communication yes yeah. the, real, the, the real backbone of any relationship is really 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 good communication which is what those are one of the things that, that um i also deal with my clients there are ways to communicate with their partner like appreciative communication that makes them receptive to mm -hmm. listen what you have to say and that's exactly what you want in every conversation you want to feel heard yeah so give us some tips on that well appreciative communication number one recognize whatever it is they're telling you for example uh hey babe hey just came home from work how was work today Man, it was exhausting. And how do you develop that rapport? Tell them back the same words. Whoa, it was exhausting. 
Yes. And that's how you start, you know, lowering those defenses, making them feel heard so yeah. that they will in turn hear you back. Right. There's just, oh, um, that's just one example of appreciative communication. Just by building up that, um, constant communication by repeating people back their own words. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and empathizing with them and that way they can open up, you open up. There are no defenses. Communication can flow and, you know, communication has a whole bunch of noise problems. You know, that the 100% of the message isn't always, isn't always received. So you're, you know, trying to get as close to that 100 as possible by using appreciative communication methods, like repeating back to your partner with their same words. And yeah. if you don't know, like, um, how do you know, like, what do you want from me? Literally tell them, what do you want from me in this situation? You know, what response will make you feel heard? Mm. Yeah. So, and that's funny because most of the time when you are in a conversation where somebody's like, what do you want from me? Like we we're already at the point where it's probably there's communication lost already because you're defensive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your, your, you know, wall has gone up too. And somebody's like, well, what do you want from me? Your wall goes up like, well, you're just not even hearing me in the first place. So why should I even bother telling you what I want from you? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, I've been, can you tell that I've been through these conversations? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it goes a long way when, when, when they'll repeat your words back to them. It's like, yes, you're, you get me. Yes. Yeah. And if and, something is falling off, you just let them know. How can, yeah. how, how can I let you know that I am listening? Yeah. So this is, this just everyone listening right now, I know that we were just talking about relationships and sex and I'm going to turn this right back into business. (laughs) (laughs) But This is what I'm talking about, about your ideal client. Why you need to know what words they're using. Because you're building a relationship with your ideal client and the way that a really good way to know for them to know that you understand them is to use the words that are in their head, you know, like what their problems, their, the issues that they're having explaining, like painting the picture of what their life looks like right now and how you can help this. It's, it's a, a relationship between you and your client and you and a partner, you and your business partner, you and another entrepreneur that you're going to collaborate with. Like all, it's all the same. Like when I say to you, finding your ideal client is like dating. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) Cause you know, like, you know, you wouldn't walk up to somebody in a bar and be like, Oh my God, will you marry me? Exactly. Wouldn't that be kind of creepy? It would be extremely creepy. Extremely creepy. No, you would, you know, can I buy you a drink? Like, what's your name? (laughs) All of those pretty basic things that you need to know about somebody before, way before you even would consider like, oh my God, I'm going to marry this person. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how business relationships go as well. So it's yeah. all one and the same. <laughs> it, it It is. I mean, except for the, you know, the sex part, but. <laughs> of course. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Disclaimer right there. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's just it's so funny that you can find so many parallels to so many different things, but relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is, it really has all the same foundations. Yeah. And that's what people forget. Mm -hmm. The way, the way you do one thing, you do everything. So if you're not able to have successful personal relationships, you most probably won't be able to have successful business relationships either. Right. So finding a relationship coach, if you're having a hard time, like in, in regular relationships and in business relationships, and you're just like, what the freak is happening right now? Like, I don't understand why I keep attracting the same type of relationships, period. You know, find somebody that can help you. Of course. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that's why that, that's why that's why we're here. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm the kind of coach I love what I do. Mm-hmm. It makes me it makes me happy. You know, I've been there. I know exactly how it feels to be like, well, damn, look at me yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Or or at that point where you're like the decision you've made that decision to just not go on the way it has been, like because in order to find a coach of any kind, right? People have to have one, have a problem that they need solved, right? Two, have to make that decision that whatever it is that that problem is creating, they've had enough of it. Exactly. And they, they're ready to change it. Yes. They're both ready and not only ready, they, the desire is burning, you know? Yeah. They're going to need to stick to that why in order for that change to happen. Exactly. Yes. Sticking to the why. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stephanie, this has been a hot and heavy conversation and I loved it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Janessa. I loved it too. (laughs) Tell everyone where they can find you. All right, so you can find me on uh, on the internet, my website. I like to blog at healthcoachpempy.com, at healthcoachpempy. You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook as Stephanie Ortiz. And uh, yeah, those are basically my main ways of communication. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And I will put all those in the show notes so that everyone can, can uh, find you by just a click. And everyone listening as always screenshot you listening to this episode tag stephanie and i on instagram and tell us what your biggest aha moment was or ask us questions send us a dm we are here open and ready willing and able to answer your questions (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) yes all right so any last words stephanie for anyone that is in that cycle and knows that you know knows they're in the cycle and is like Ugh, i just i don't even like i'm assuming that some people are just like Ugh, 
Like, uh, screw it. I don't even want a relationship at this point. Like, what do you say to those people? First, you need to believe some part of you. It doesn't have to be all of you. Some part of you has to believe that you can have the relationship that you want. Yes. Yes. If you don't really believe it, it doesn't matter how much work you put in there, you'll fail again. Beliefs play a huge role. Yeah. I mean, mindset is key to anything really to moving yes. forward in life your mind it it all comes back down to you and what you believe yeah it's the biggest battlefield yeah <laughs> i've never heard it put that way but it, is. <laughs> it totally is all right stephanie thank you so much for joining us today and i appreciate all of your expertise and we will talk to everyone in the next episode Awesome, Janessa. Thanks again for having me.